Welcome to the Pioneer Forage Forum, featuring news and information important to dairy professionals working for successful animal nutrition. Bill Segler, Senior Nutritionist for Pioneer, is our guest today, and we're talking about mold. Last year, many growers encountered a wet growing season, which led to some issues with molds. Bill, what can growers do to help manage molds during the year or following harvest? Well, first of all, probably the most proactive thing a grower can do is uh, if they work with their uh, seed corn variety is have the, uh, the agent selling the corn provide hybrid resistance ratings for uh, various ear molds that are a prevalence in that growing environment. So in the, in the upper Midwest and around the, the Great Lakes, that would be the Chibarella ear mold. Uh, as we go further south, we'll run into fusarium ear mold issues, diploidia, and in further south yet, the aspergillus ear mold. Weather dictates much of what the fate will be of the hybrid. However, if we know that we're into one of these seasons where ear molds may be prevalent, it's good to have a harvest strategies that can be worked with and for the dairyman and bee producer. There's actually four different harvest opportunities, and what I'm getting to is the opportunity of being able to harvest this crop earlier rather than later. So what happens is that with ear molds is that about tasseling time, if there's going to be a problem, that's about the time these problems start to rear their ugly heads, and then the longer that crop sits in the field, the worse the molding may be on the on the corn ear. So anytime we can take the harvest earlier will be to the grower's advantage, and that would be obviously as corn silage, there again for the beef and dairyman, and that would be followed by taking high moisture ear corn, which would be the next stage of maturity, and then the next stage would be as high moisture grain, and then finally by uh, harvesting a dry corn, which uh, potentially would have the, the highest load of these molds and mycotoxins in the crop. There's other things that can be done if we know we've got an um, ear mold issue and is visibly present. When we're combining these crops, we can uh, set the, con- the concaves on these combines, so we're removing most of the fines, the cracks, much of the debris from the mold. Um, during filling of the grain bins, you can uh, sieve the, the grain as it goes into the conveyor, the elevator. They get rid of a lot of these bees' wings and whatnot. Uh, a lot of times that's where a lot of this, this, uh, these molds will, will settle out. And, of course, then uh, making sure we're, if it's going to be dry grain, to get that grain dried as fast as possible, under 15% moisture. If we can keep that grain under 15% moisture in a grain bin, it's not going to mold any further. Why is this so important? How can mold impact the nutritional value of corn or, or the animal health and performance? Well, it impacts animal performance and health in two different ways. Uh, first of all, molds will have a direct impact on cattle in that usually most people who work with moldy feeds know that it has a musty smell. It's going to result in poor palatability, uh, acceptance of the feed stuff, and uh, depressed intakes, which converts into lower milk or meat production, poor feed efficiencies. Ear molds, especially when they're really aggressive, they'll rob the corn of its nutrient value. So corn grain may have a much lower test weight, much lower starch content. So so you have to make up for the energy someplace, so then you need to increase energy supplementation into the ration, makes for a more expensive ration. And then, of course, as cattle ingest these molds, 
we can have a lot of mycotic, what we call mycotic disease events like rumen upsets, infertility, reproductive abortions, and, and un- other type of systemic mold problems that may exist within the animal. And then the other thing that happens is if these molds are producing mycotoxins, and not all of them do, then that can have um, immunosuppressive properties on the animal, lowers immunity, increased chances for the various diseases that uh, livestock are subjected to, like pneumonia, enteritis-type problems. Another class of mycotoxin known as xerelinone is, is a well-known toxin that goes along with infertility and, and there again reproductive failures in livestock. We invite your feedback, comments, and questions at WorldDairyDiary.com. I'm Cindy Zimmerman with the Pioneer Forage Forum.